0: One week season. One week season. Bam, La Familia. Welcome back to week three of the DFS Labs FanDuel edition. My name is Mike Johnson, M. Johnson eighty six. I am your host here this week. Without further ado, I will bring back my esteemed colleague, Mister Maximus. Maximus. Welcome to the stage. The big the big ringer. We got uh, Maximus is is out on tour. Um, we had a little delay here trying to, to get things started. He had to have his security team get the groupies out of the hotel room. Things are getting crazy there. I mean, you couldn't have a bigger dichotomy and DFS player between, you know, what he's got going on, living, living the high life, you know, and I'm, you know, just racing home from – dropping my daughter off at preschool having a latte like it it just i mean we're on opposite ends of the spectrum here maximus tell me about the high life how is it
1: (laughs) the duality yeah i'm on the road (laughs) on tour with with my band right now i'm a drummer in a rock group uh not quite as glamorous as uh, mike just depicted but uh we were trying to figure out a little bit of technical difficulties. I'm on my road manager's laptop right now. I'll be back to the usual setting next week. But, yeah, it's good that uh, we can do this again and get ready for week three. Absolutely.
0: Hey, uh, before we get going, I got something quick for you. I want to show you this. Oh, nice. Represent. So I got this. I happened to see this in my closet just yesterday, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I got I to gotta bring this out uh, for the show. I got this in 2014, so it's almost a decade ago now. It's wild to think about. Um, but I made the live final, the football live final. That was before Vegas. Um, the powers that be decided to uh, cut their own arm off and, and ban DFS out in Nevada. Uh, they used to host the live finals out there, so we stayed at the Cosmo. Um, it was a pretty sick weekend. Uh, but this was part of like the gift bag that I got. It's a flat brim. That's not really my style, but I'm gonna rock it today um, for nice. the FanDuel Labs. Uh, if you're cool with that, You're
1: representing everything, one week season FanDuel.
0: Yeah, we got the you know we got the merch here. We yeah we're nice. we're ready to go. We still have you know if anyone wants to make bids, oh, other other shoulder on uh you know the the artwork back there. Uh, feel free uh, to hit me up on Discord or Twitter. Um, we'll be auctioning uh, those valuable pieces off. Uh, But I digress. Uh, We are here to build some sharp and profitable DFS lineups for FanDuel. Um, I'm going to share my screen and bring it up. Max, kind of let you go through uh, like we have been. Talk us through this lineup that you have built. Again, this is for uh, the 30K contest. It is a $65 entry, five max, uh, four, four grand up top. Um, can c- kind of see the payout structure there. Uh, so, Maximus, you want to talk us through uh, this lineup that you've built for week three, you know, kind of how it came together and what you're thinking.
1: Last week, as I was on the road, I did play a lesser tournament five entry max where it was $7 a team. And I had a profitable week. I had three of my five teams placed. My Ooh. best team placed 24th out of 3,400 Uh, I wish that would have been in this tournament because I have a feeling I may have been top three with a score of 153 points. That's usually good enough to potentially win this tournament with less entries of only 524. But so this week we have, um, you know, again, looking at the uh, there's a couple of injury designations you got to watch, of course. But that Charger Viking game, I mean, Vegas has it at 54 spread right now, 27 implied team total on both teams. Both teams are 0-2. Both teams have to have a win. Uh, it looks like it sets up on the face of it to be a, a good game environment to uh, to dive into. So I have Kirk Cousins, not a rushing quarterback, but I do have him double stacked with Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson. Uh, pricing is tighter, definitely tightened up with FanDuel this week uh, from what I was looking at, but I'm still able to to fit that in and think i have a balanced team overall at least on um, first view of uh devising stuff so i have isaiah pacheco i i, I read your pacheco take in the uh, in the uh discord i think it may have been a week early if he plays of course i think this could be a, a good week for him chicago isn't really a you know too concerning for kansas city they may want to or get a pacheco. dumpster fire you can say it Exactly. We don't have
0: to be politically correct
1: here. There's there's a lot <laughs> going on
0: in Chicago right now.
1: I think they, they may try to develop or try to give the ball to Pacheco more. Maybe give Mahomes a rest for the day. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if
0: you, I don't know how much of that game you watched or how much you saw, but like, so he had one carry in the first half. He ended up with twelve carries for seventy yards, and I think he had like a five-yard catch. And at halftime, right. he had one run for four yards. So, I mean. Really, I mean, they, their offense is struggling. They probably should have been running him more, and he was very good on the opportunities he got. Um, also, kind of part of that, when I was getting, I was high on him, was expecting uh, Edward Solaire to be out because uh, they had activated Michael Pirine, but then uh, Edward Solaire still did play. So he took a little bit of work, but it was more about the play calling, um, I think. And I, I think that's a, a sharp take. Um, he, he's in a good spot this week.
1: Yeah, he was sharp last week too, I thought. But I think sometimes when we predict these kind of things, we're like a week early and then the next week it actually comes to pass. But So, uh, Pacheco, I have Raheem Mostert in a skinny stack with Javante Williams in the flex spot. Um, I have Mike Williams as the bring back to the Cousins-Jefferson-T.J. Hawkinson stack. Uh, Amari Cooper, who is dealing with a couple of injuries, but at his price, switch out to uh, the – To uh, Elijah Moore, the other Browns receiver, or Marquise Brown, who's obviously going to be playing from behind probably. Um, And then I have the the Texans defense, which historically has actually given Trevor Lawrence a lot of problems when I looked that up uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, He's had some of those worse outings against the Texans, division rivalry, uh, going a little cheaper on this build, reminding everybody it's five teams. So They'll definitely be a team where I always like to lock box, lock button Dallas in, who's the highest priced defense this week. Um, and then th- what I like about this lineup, you can kind of, based on the injuries at these price points, you can switch stuff around and still, you know, kind of field a good team based on what I have so far. And so, uh, yeah, that's a quick rundown of the team, at least at the moment.
0: Make a quick switch for you. We're going to put Javante up here. And we're going to have Pacheco in the flex. Yep. Yeah. So the team team. He's, your, he's your only uh, late guy. Um, so, you know, that gives you some optionality. So then if we scroll down, because this, this lineup does use all the salary. Um, but then let's look at, you know, what kind of late swap options you would have around Pacheco. Because um, that's the thing, too, is um, I think he'll probably play. He played the whole game. You know, my guess is more of like a rest day type thing. Um, but we might not know. It might kind of be up in the air. So, you know, it's nice to have other options. And all the other thing is, like, if there's questions around him, that'll keep his ownership even lower, possibly. So, um, yep. you know, and he doesn't get named active or inactive till uh, about 3 o'clock Eastern time. So you got Adam Phelan. Uh, let's see. Mooney probably don't want to go there. Uh, Khalil Herbert on the other side of that game sky Moore. so yeah you've got all the kansas city receivers you could switch to dj Chark, kind of a deep threat um yeah i mean you've got some options there it's not like the prettiest thing but you know that that little bit of uncomfortable feeling um around that is kind of kind of what helps make it a a good play i
1: think um it's an interesting week in that it seemed like more of the marquee matchups were in the one o'clock window and not the four o'clock as much but uh yeah definitely uh hadn't really had time to play around with the late swap is a, yeah, to your point, you always want two or three. If it's, you know, if it's feasible to, to play around with, especially when there's injury designations. Although in yeah. saying that sometimes, you know, it's just the, the team just feels the best with one o'clock window. I mean, it, it does happen from time to time, but yeah. That's yeah I, think, I
0: think that should be, you know, just building the team should be your first, you know, your first focus. And then um, if you happen to have late swap options, once you have the team built, you know, make sure that you have um, the players like using the flex and that sort of stuff, like we talked about. Um, I think that's the, the important part there. I also think that, you know, looking at this roster, um, you know, obviously I like how you built around that Minnesota passing game it's going to be popular. Like, like that is what it is. But I also think that sometimes um, I think we can get a little bit too, uh, too cute. Like people just look for reasons to talk themselves out of the obvious place sometimes. Um, And especially in a contest like this, uh, you don't always have to do that. You just have to find other ways uh, to kind of be unique. And then when you look at, uh, you know, I like the idea that I believe the Denver Miami game is the second highest total on the slate. Um if I have that correct. Just pulling it up here. Yeah, 48 and a half. I think that's the second highest on the slate. Uh so that's an interesting way to build around that game. I think Javante um, you know, he's got potential to kind of really really kickstart pretty soon. And he's priced at that $6,100 price point. I think he had all but one running back carry last week for the Broncos. Um, you know, so he's, a, he's a guy who he's like a $7,500 back, um, you know, by the middle of the season, I would think as long as he doesn't get injured or something. Um, so, you know, you're kind of getting a discount there. You've got most there, which, you know, they, the Broncos defense has not looked great uh, these first two weeks. Um And then you potentially are without Jalen Waddell, which, you know, could make that somewhat concentrated offense even more concentrated. So uh, and then, you know, very few people are going to play them together. Right. Like, uh, you know, each of them aren't aren't going to have a ton of ownership just on their own. Uh, But especially on like this little bit smaller slate um, or smaller contest. You know, you might be the only one in that contest that has that pairing together. Um, so that's kind of interesting when you consider, you know, each of those guys is going to get a pretty big share of the uh, their offenses touches. Uh, they have pretty high touchdown equity um, in theory with their offense. Um, you know, and then you get you get that unique pairing where if it does hit, uh, you're kind of you're kind of rolling nicely there. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on because you were, you've obviously built around this Minnesota, uh, Los Angeles game is Alexander Madison. Uh, I think is really interesting this week on FanDuel, He is, I believe 6,200, 6,300. So 6,300 dollars. Obviously he's had a not a very good start, uh, 11.9 points and then 3.4 points. Um, but I think it's interesting because, you know, the Vikings passing game just had such a, and I'm not trying to tell you to, uh, change this particular lineup. I, I think it's built well, but, um, the Vikings passing game is getting all the love. They had a really good game against Philly. I do think, you know, they're a great play, obviously. Um, But also, and then the Vikings just traded for Cam Akers. So, you know, everybody thinks like Madison's dead or there's going to be this huge timeshare. But what's interesting to me is the Akers situation. Clearly, he's not like a coach's favorite type, right? Like he's not like to be in the doghouse like he is the type of stuff that gets a player in that spot is he doesn't know the playbook very well he's not trusted in pass protection. You know, he's not the guy that shows up early. He's not the guy who's like, so it's hard for me to believe that he got traded yesterday on Wednesday. So that means best case he's at practice today, Thursday, this is obviously we're airing Friday, but we're recording Thursday. Um, So, you know, you're looking at one or two days of prep. So like, to me, Madison still is going to be kind of that main guy um, and his price point is down. Um, I would expect his ownership is going to be pretty low because you know, just the overall sentiment. Um, and you know he might be like, like the perfect uh, leverage play um, off how everybody's viewing this game. Um, and you know that's that va- that can be really valuable in a like an in any contest, but in these little bit smaller contests like the one you're in. Um, like if you're building five lineups and you're going to have one or two, let's say around this passing game, I would for sure try to have one or two that also has Madison in it because most of the field is going to build kind of around that game, right? Like the Vegas totals, like it would be pretty surprising if that Minnesota, uh, Los Angeles game is not, is not relatively high scoring, um, so, you know, that's just the ultimate kind of leverage play there. Oh, you're muted. You're muted. You're muted. You gotta unmute. More technical diff. There we are. You hear me. Yeah,
1: yeah. I said, and um <clears throat> Jam talks about levers. And uh, yeah. kind of, if you're doing a five team or three or five team, kind of like a uh, a whole kind of cluster. So, on one lineup, if I'm going to use another quarterback, then Madison could fit in nicely to get exposure to that game still, where the touchdowns may be coming through the run game. And then that helps whoever your quarterback is on another team that you're going to build. And so, yeah, I, I agree. Madison definitely was in mind for one of the other uh, five entry max teams to get full exposure to that game.
0: Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, and there's two ways to play it. And that's kind of the cool thing. Like, you know, you've kind of talked about kind of building your lineups and structuring them off of each other in these contests is that you can do that in one or two lineups and you can still build around what, you know, is kind of going to be the chalk build, right? Like I think Minnesota, that, that Minnesota chargers <laughs> game, is going to be fairly, you know, people are going to want to build around that, but like this lineup you have, that's fine. You just got to find unique ways to play with the rest of it, you know, because there's a reason it's going to be chalky. There's a reason it's going to be popular. It's the highest total game on the slate and both defenses have looked like they, they're not going to stop really anybody. Um, you know, the, the Titans looked like, you know, they looked like a, an FCS uh, level college team offensively in week one against the saints um, and then they dropped 27 points on the Chargers. So, it, you know, it's, it's a situation where, um, you know, sometimes you can outsmart yourself trying so hard to get away from these spots. Um, and that's kind of the interesting thing about, uh, you know, building these, these multiple lineups, especially in contests this size where you're not trying to beat, you know, 200,000 people or whatever it is.
1: Right. And then real quick on the Amari Cooper, <clears throat> unfortunately, Nick Chubb, of course, has been lost for the season. So Amari Cooper, if he's healthy, could be a focal point of that offense and he fits price wise. It's kind of like my onesie to kind of finish out that team just for reference. That's my, you know, explaining that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and, you know, going a step further there, you think about, you know, I talked about the Madison example, but you also have you know, Jerome Ford, I would think at $5,600 this week uh, after having the really nice game on Monday night football, where he scored 22.6 FanDuel points against uh, the Steelers. uh, I would think he's going to be fairly popular. Um, So, you know, looking at your roster here. So you've got Ford $5,600 feature back. I know they signed Kareem Hunt, but you know, Hunt kind of similar to the Cam Akers thing. I don't think he's necessarily going to come in and just swoop everything away. Kevin Stefanski said Jerome Ford is, is their, their feature back now. And I guess if the Browns had plenty of time to make the decision to choose Jerome Ford or Kareem Hunt, and they've chosen Jerome Ford for six months or whatever. So um you know, I think he's going to be the feature back. And that's kind of what everybody I would think would expect. But this is an interesting roster because so you've got Amari Cooper and then you've got Pacheco, who we already talked about, but he's at basically the same price as, as Ford. Ford's $5,600, Pacheco's $5,700. So you've got kind of like a double leverage thing. If Cooper has a big game, he's taking points away from Ford. That's making it more likely that Ford is going to stumble and fail. Um, and at his volume and his price, he's going to be pretty popular. So you're hurting those other rosters. And then you've got Pacheco priced the same. So rosters who are built similarly with a a running back in that price range, um, you know, you've got a running back who kind of a similar spot, but his team's expected to score more points and he's got a, a better matchup. Um, so, you know, it's just a, a really. You know, I think it's little things like that, that when people are building lineups, they don't really take, you know, into account um, little things. And, and I don't know if you were even necessarily specifically trying, you know, with those two things, but there are, you know, it's little lineup building, things like that, that I'm always trying to find and do. And sometimes they don't work. Sometimes they do, but you're putting yourself in position where like, is it? You know, Amari Cooper scores two touchdowns against the pass funnel and kicks out Jerome Ford. And then Isaiah Pacheco uh, springs you ahead of all the other rosters that have a running back from that range. Um, it's just a, a, a neat way to, you know, how the slate kind of comes together and, and the players' salaries work. You know, that's kind of the, as JM talks about, the, um, the
1: puzzle of DFS each week. Absolutely, differentiate. I mean, if you are going to play a popular game environment, you have to <clears throat> learn to differentiate elsewhere and be unique. And, uh, yeah, it's it's easier said than done with the pricing sometimes. But, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah
0: I wanted to talk about that this week too because, like, bandul I texted my uh, – I texted JM and Dan Amir. By the way, shout out to Zandemir and J.M. Uh, big weeks right. this last week. J.M. had took second in the slant on DraftKings. I think he had a couple of uh, other um, high-placing line. I think he had like four in the top 50 or something. Um, and then Zandemir took down the, the big contest on Yahoo. Uh, several subs did well also. So it was a big week for the one-week season, fam. Um, so shout out to them. But I was texting... Uh, in our group chat with Hilo, Zandamir, JM. Um, when I looked at the pricing for this week, I said F- FanDuel decided to fight back with their pricing finally. Um, I went to look at at things and you've got Eckler. He's not going to play, but, you know, they had him almost at 10K. You know, Jefferson, Tyreek, Pollard, Bijan, all at 9K or higher. Um, you've got Keenan Allen at 8,800, who... You know, JM, he had a big week last week, but JM's always talked about how his ceiling weeks are usually few and far between. So, uh, you know, they're making it a little bit more difficult, at least, um, you know, I think people have talked a lot over the years about FanDuel's pricing being a little bit softer. But uh, those higher prices, you know, definitely um, it makes you think twice, you know, because you have that type of price where you need, uh, you know, when you get over nine k, you're look basically looking at you need about a twenty five point game to kind of justify that, um, or you know close to that at least, and uh, you know that that basically means you got to score two touchdowns. So um, it gets it gets in it, it makes the decision points a lot harder, um, and you can't just build these superstar teams quite as easily. So I kind of like
1: that. And a quick note on Mike Williams, you know, uh, Keenan Allen had the big game, but Mike Williams actually out-targeted <clears throat> Keenan Allen last week. They were oddly using him in the short areas of the field. He's usually more of the uh, the deep threat, but, but yeah, it's good to the still being used. Yeah. They've actually
0: kind of swapped that with Kellen Moore this year. Williams is being used a lot more in the slot, uh, and Keenan Allen, who used to be, like, primarily a slot receiver, he's running – Uh, you know something like 50 or 60 percent of his snaps out wide I don't remember the exact number but he's out wide a lot um being used down the field a little more and then Williams they're kind of transitioning him to the like um you know he still runs some deep routes but uh been transitioned to kind of like a big slot like almost like a um you know a souped up tight end sort of deal where he's working more of the mid areas of the field so it's just interesting there because he's he's become a little bit more um, consistent, you know, he, he'll probably become a, a lot more consistent than he has been in past years. Um, you know, so it, it'll be interesting how that works. It, I I thought that was really interesting when I first saw that, that uh, in the preseason that they were using Keenan Allen more out wide, considering he's like 30 years old now or whatever. So uh, it's just it, usually at that age, guys are transitioning the other way, not not being moved from the slot to the perimeter. Um. Yep. Let's see. All right, is there anything else you want to talk about here with I know you got to get on the road here. Uh, you know, the the fans do not want to be left hanging out on tour. Uh, so you know, I'm sure you've got T- Taylor Swift, I I think you said was opening for you tonight. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure you want to give her instructions on on making sure she's not in your dressing room, that sort of thing. <laughs>
1: not quite anything like that but definitely about to head to New York City and yeah I gotta get rolling but uh, but yeah always a pleasure uh, to do this uh, good luck to everyone obviously this week and look forward to doing it again next week and and uh, continuing on
0: absolutely we'll look forward to stories from the road next week and uh, hopefully we'll be breaking down um, that winning lineup are you gonna get in the are you gonna get in the big tournament this week? The, yeah, uh, I'm gonna make team. sure that like yeah. I said, I,
1: I don't know what the results were because you have to know somebody that was in the tournament to get those results. And I thought maybe Xandermere was gonna be in it again, but uh he told me that he didn't play that one. Good for him, because he, he won the Yahoo one. Um but I'm curious that team of 153 were would have been in that bigger tournament. So I'm oh, to top five for sure.
0: It would have been top five for sure. I know. So I yeah. know. Sorry to be the with regrets. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we live and we learn it. It happens. But you know, that's why we just keep building sharp lineups and we just, you know, the chips will fall where they may. So absolutely. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for us for today. Thank you, one week season fam. We will see you in the Discord. We will see you on Twitter. Check out the season. The games are live in the NFL edge. And we will be all over the scroll with the sharpest plays and game theory for the week. I am Mike. He is Max. We'll see you next week. One week season.